This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. Okay, who is who? Who made me then? Dr. Frankenstein. They're going to think I'm working for the spotted hand. Why would they think that? Because the person who made me made other things that killed people. But if you truly want to find the third element leading you to the Book of Lore and bring it back to your green hoods, then you must go forward. You will need to travel through art. There is a sword. Find two parts of it. Blade. Grip. Combine them, and then you'll have one chance to swing it at the right thing. You're going to have to use a little discernment here. Penny rolls her eyes at Bertram's distraction and walks through the fresca. But if you truly want to find the third page, then you must go forward. You must travel through art. And in doing so, I look up towards the painting and still holding the woven doll, I walk through. Penny, are, are, and did you already go in? She already mm-hmm. went through. Okay, the three. Okay. So what she this is like, the at three... me like she always does and rolled her eyes at me. That's the one thing. <laughs> if that was fussy. her catchphrase, it would be, I roll my eyes and sigh at Bertram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bertram. Bertram is fussy. Each of you went in at a different time. So, I, you know, this description, this experience that I'm going to describe for you, each of you do of course, undergo, but you have gone undergone separately. So it's not as if you can turn to one another's like, is this crazy? Oh my God. Uh, but as you, you step in, you feel a warping of your, your very molecules and, and they feel like just this overheating sensation. Um, this almost as if you're becoming bubbles, uh, it starts to just rise up from your toes through your limb, like out through your limbs. Uh, and, as if like things are rearranging themselves. And then just as it feels like the pressure is so much that you are the bubble that's going to burst, it releases. And colors and shapes and forms and textures all mix and meld in front of your eyes. And you see visions and landscapes and places and figures uh, of, of such beauty and majesty that you, you've never seen them before, but it's as if you are just zooming through a gallery 
of your, you know, made into your mind's eye until then you come to a stop. And then all of this mess forms into what looks like a watercolor painting. Just, it's watercolor all around you. You look down at your hands, watercolor. And it's, it's so clear to see, it's not hard, despite you know, some of the sinuous figures and the shading that's there, it makes sense to your mind and you can see very clearly. And there's some part of it that's keeping your mind from fracturing, of understanding I am not as I was before and yet I'm still me. Otherwise, seeing yourself so configured differently might drive you to madness. I'm gonna ask each of you to roll for me a d20. 12. 16. 15. As you come to, you see that around you it looks like, well, it looks like an opium den <laughs> is where you've landed. Uh, low tables are set around you. Um, different figures, kind of, some half-formed, some melding into the background, some very clearly to you um, right there, are seems to be all partaking in not just like small drinks, uh, but also in these paraphernalia. The, the best way to put it is that you, you see them... Like a hookah? Yeah, it looks like that. Uh, and, and in fact, I invite all of you to roll perception. Nat 20. Nice. Crit. Crit one. Mm -hmm. I got mm -hmm. 17. But, well, I got one. One's a one. I, yeah. <laughs> I know you have a plus nine probably to it, but. <laughs> plus 12. Oh, plus 12. Oh my but God. The, it's like the last bad perception roll you'll have <laughs> probably all game. Awen. Yes. You are the only one of the three that recognizes this. And cool. you can fill in how you would, you would know, but you recognize this as. Mordain vapor, um, which is a a substance made from ground leaves of a rare herb found deep in forest. Uh, and and what you see them do um, is you you take these ground leaves and dip it in hot water, and you see the people inhaling the vapor made from the tea. Also, with that twenty, um, you would recognize not just what it is, uh, but how it's used. Um, that you know. The raw powder of, of these leaves, as well as drinking the tea, both of those would be very potent poisons. Inhaling the vapor, though, causes happy and beautiful hallucinations. Um, so I look around and I see just like a bunch of people inhaling the morning. Yeah. And it seems like your two compatriots don't understand. And, and as yeah, you're I, sitting around I, I there, too, around. you start to feel... Um, all three of you start to feel intense pain, but in, in different areas of your body. Uh, Bertram, what was the last wound that you remember taking? I mean, fucking losing my hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> even though that, you see... That, about, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you, even though it is intact, like looking down, this intense yeah. pain is originally originating from that, that site of severance that you had. Um, where the, the hand detached itself in that sphere of annihilation. And it, it, the pain is not enough to make you pass out or anything like that. It just, it's persists and it, you have to concentrate on ignoring it. Um, but it is, it is there. 
it's almost as if like a par- the part of you that was whole before that um, is it hadn't completely attached itself or hadn't completely um, gotten used to this this new part. And so when you were taken apart and reconfigured to become part of the painting, part of the art, uh, you're now having that kind of exposed. Penny, you start, you feel this intense pain uh, coming from one of your ankles. I'll let you choose which side. Uh, but perhaps it was how you landed in this painting, perhaps how you stepped in. Uh, but this, this pain is, is equivalent of uh, a sprained ankle. Mm-hmm. And uh, for Awen, with your role, you, you feel like just this persistent dizziness, like lightheadedness that's there. And then you, you hear this voice behind you. Oh, well, welcome, welcome to, to my den. It seems that the three of you have arrived safely, but of course, nobody comes into paintings, nobody comes into art unscathed. You're brand new. So... I'm not sure exactly how the three of you are feeling, but I can see that perhaps maybe a little of this might help you. And turning around, you do see somebody who carries herself as if she's the proprietress of this landing spot, of this this den. Uh, you see a, a Dwargar um, that, for those who are... Dwergar, I'll, I'll spell it for you here. D-U-E-R-G-A-R. Uh, basically, Underdark Dwarf. Um, that's a very oversimplistic way of putting it. Um, but she's, she's very, like, stout and upright. Uh, she's like, please, please, my, my name is Lady Brandon. I, of course, am a master adventurer, a famous author. Uh, and I am here running this little establishment in the meantime. As I'm working on some of my book series, it's kind of a, what do you call it, a, a getaway, a, a chance for me to work on my writing and help Dorian out at the same time, just for a bit. I'm on a, a sabbatical, and the three of you are the first outsiders, really, that I have gotten to meet, so welcome. Very nice to meet you. What did you say your name was again, lady? Oh. Lady Brandon, master adventurer, Brandon. famous author. Uh, you might know uh, my book series, uh, One Foot in the Grave. It's, it's about a paladin named Lance Harder who, who falls in love with a lich. Oh, Lance. Lance Harder. Heartthrob. Wonderful. I love your work. I, I didn't even mm. recognize you. Do you, is oh, it no. a, do you go by a pen name? Oh, just, I mean, sometimes I put LB and people get to choose what that stands for. But no, I'm quite proud of my name, Lady Brandon, master adventurer, famous author. And I have some of these books here really on the side if any of you want them signed. And uh, I can sell them to you unless, you know, you have other needs, of course. Is this... I mean, I've never seen Awen get so excited about a book series. Is this smut? Is this people talking about a, Don't a, a hard me. member? No, 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 no. I mean, it's it really, it's about C. 
60% smart. So do some of them. Okay, that's a lot. There's a lot of good stories. Six in there. or no, six zero. Plot, the character believe me, de- this plot. No, the it's, character it's, development is great. I, I just am going to have a new one that I'm working on. It, it really is. It's, it's about, you know, it's, the, the lich, you, he's so understood, misunderstood. And he, he, you hate him at first, but then you just see that, oh, the, the bones on that one. The bones, right? I mean, you did such a good job. I mean, the magic system are the also. next thing. They all talk about the Fey Realm, but have you talked about the liches? Mm-hmm. Just from glancing, just from glancing at the cover of some like long-haired, kind of like large-chested figure holding someone else or or whatever on the front, um, I immediately cover up uh, Penelope's eyes, <laughs> and <laughs> she's only nineteen, madam. <laughs> Oh, like that's the perfect proper. starting point. Really, there's been some some wonderful offshoots of it, and uh, it, it, it really it's it actually my main heroine. She's nineteen, and then you know, there's of course Lance Harder. It's oh, but you know <laughs> that's that's her. She goes name. by Lance Harder, and then uh, has to pretend that she's a man to get in, but she can't read as well. And then she's there for her older <laughs> sisters. That's how she got into this whole deal. Also, I just Googled what a lich is, and that really made this work for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. The idea of a lich with a Fabio wig on is wait, actually, wait, wait. it's really doing it for me. Kimmy, what's a lich? <laughs> Can you tell me what a lich is? It's like an undead spellcaster. It's like a yeah. skeleton. So the skeleton with the big blonde wig flowing in the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> so the good. shirt open to its skeletal chest. That's yes. it. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. It's sexy. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Oh, Please so. Continue. Really? Bones. But yes, I can imagine all three of you are in some kind of pain. It, it really, when I first got here, oof, my sides. It just had a stitch in them that wouldn't go away. But if you want, you are welcome this or... You can carry on. It, the first doorway is just that way. What do you have for the pain? I just... Oh, the door is so it's, far. <laughs> it's some of this Mordain vapor. You just... Just... Just smell it. Don't, don't drink it, dear. Or, or sniff... Uh, you know, don't do the powder. Don't drink the tea. Just inhale the vapor. And it does take away pain. And also... It's really, I have to do some of this to get some of my ideas for my latest work. The hallucinations make it so real. Mm-hmm. Penny looks over to Eowyn um, and just says, you're a man familiar with vapors. What is this one? What is this one? Is this good? Oh, yeah. Yes, have, this you is... heard of this, have you heard of this kind of practice of inhaling things? Oh, yeah. We go way back, me and the smoke. Uh, this is the Mordain vapor. You really kind of just want to waft it in. Don't go too deep uh, and don't hold it in your lungs. That's actually just a, that's an old wives tale. You just, you get the same effect by just coming in and blowing right out. Okay. Now, if you've What's been it? here as long as I do, you hold it in until you pass out. Just well, on the edge, you're flirting with the edge of it. Which, then, by the way, Lady Brendan, I did want to ask, I don't mm. know what time is like inside of here. Do you know how long you've been here? Because it sounds like no one has ever made it this far before. And you're doing Dorian a favor. Oh, How long yes, have you been be- in Oh, here? nobody made it this far. You talk like you're doing a, some kind of challenge. Yes, I was told I might have to field that. 
I, I've been here, let's see, my last publication was, and the time, do, 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 do. I mean, I've got, I've been gone in the outside world probably a week, but I've been in oh. here seven months. So it's a real Narnia situation we have inside of here. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can take our time if we need. If you okay, need, well, I mean, sometimes, I mean, this is the room I'm in. I haven't left this room. I have no idea what the time's like if you go through the gate and into the next rooms. Where do we need to go? Actually, have you seen any pieces of swords around? Oh, do you know anything about no. any swords or pieces of uh, metal? I mean, my lich has a very nice sword. Is it whole? Okay. Yes! Yes, whole, especially within its unsheathed. Okay. <laughs> is this sword intact? Sorry. I knew um, Awen. I knew that's why Awen so liked good. this book. Um, <laughs> well, that's not the sword we're looking for. Exactly. No, it's not. Although, if you make it out on the other side, it, it, just make sure that uh, you, you buy the latest in the stack. I'll, I'll reserve some if you want, if you want to pre-order it, and I'll sign it just to you. Please. Please do. Lance me harder, baby. Hey, well, I think she's <laughs> flirting with you. Are you she flirting with me? Oh, I, I, I am. I, I've, I've gotten to, to <laughs> flirt with you? everything. You hallucinate enough and down here and huff it and, and write what I'm writing. Woo! But Lady Brandon, I don't... I mean, obviously, it's, this is putting it lightly. I don't feel like myself down here. Um, but I know back in the real world, I, I'm not able to breathe i can't eat i can't sleep would this have an effect on me still like i can't i can't inhale so what am i supposed to do oh, I, I, okay i have this thing called Wolfforged resilience where i can't be poisoned i can't i feel no effects of that's things like nice. this that's nice not well, a poison that's that's well, not unless you need it to be well no it's it's much like imbibing anything it say you're you're drinking something or or smoking something it it really affects the blood so unless you have blood my dear then maybe it does nothing to you oh he's got blood oh he has blood hey, okay well no i mean he don't have yes, no blood he's a war forge you talking about blood you're crazy we'll you've been smoking it. too I'll much of that morgan but only if awen and penelope <laughs> try it first then i'll try it Oh, I already had some. It's great. Nope. <laughs> I'm riding high, Marshall. <laughs> okay. Penelope on. is like slightly sniffing it, but is not convinced. She's just. Oh, yeah. I'm is she, is she inhaling it? Is she inhaling it? Slightly. Slightly. Okay. Gingerly. If, if, gingerly. <laughs> okay. Uh, Aaron, roll a D100. Kimmy, okay. go ahead and roll a D100 too. Damn. Avon's taking rips. He's already on the ground, just He's like just reading, like, reading, <laughs> pouring Ooh. over one foot in the grave. 48. All right, it's rolling. It's thinking. Oh, I think stop. All right. 56. <laughs> Got it. Shut up, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that just felt like a weird app that you have to like stop it from like rolling. <laughs> yeah, I just I had to click it and it just kept going. <laughs> so to click it again. <laughs> Awen, you yes. you you're you're huffing this, right? Oh yeah. And as you pause, you feel like a weight of a hand resting on your shoulder, 
And then in your ear, you hear a familiar voice say that they love you and that they have so much they would have told you if they had the time. Who do you hear? My dad. Ooh, you recognize it as your father. Okay. And it, mm. you know, you, you can't place the face, right? The, the, it, you're having a hard time imagining the face, but the voice is sticking with you. And you, you hear, yeah, that indelible voice telling you multiple times they love you. They only had the time. They would have had much more to tell you. What do you do? I start to cry. And as those tears start to come and your friends are looking at you like this, um, I want you to roll 2d4 plus 2. Okay. Nine. Oh, damn, it's almost like max. Give yourself nine bonus temporary hit points. Oh, shoot. I'll take it. Damn. And as you feel kind of this like extra vitality, um, you, you feel kind of in your in your head like a warring, like almost like it's trying to push it out. Uh, and and you, you know exactly where it's coming from, but sitting in that feeling of warmth and any kind of loss and anything that's like pushing this overwhelming sense that that is making you cry, turning around, a faint wind blows past you, but no one's there. Now, Damn, before guys. we address this, this almost at the... S- <laughs> <laughs> These are happy tears, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Penny, uh, looking like you, you kind of look over and just as you start to feel like that fuzziness of something's altering you, uh, you're just registering this look of, of bliss and then sadness cross over your friend's features as he begins to cry. You kind of look up in a way almost to give him that privacy and the the ceiling uh you see it's it's very it's like domed and it's stained glass but then that stained glass of uh just many different hues it all washes over and starts to become red and you see the silhouettes on the other side of a monster what monster do you see um, a Cthulhu. You see Cthulhu. You, I don't think even like, <laughs> I don't think you even like for sure knew, but in your heart of hearts, you're like, oh my fucking God, that's Cthulhu just looming and, and swaying overhead and something in you just is just spiking up, wanting to, to just like go for it, right? You just want in all your just... Everything starts to tense up in you. Um, and what I'm going to do is, uh, this is like the equivalent of what a barbarian would experience in a rage. Uh, but for the next hour, you are going to take half damage to all of bludgeoning and piercing and slashing uh, damage, which is what a barbarian would have in a rage. So, so should, I, should I partake? What do you think? I mean, they don't look... You see one, one of your friends, too, is just, like, boiling over in rage, and the other one is just weeping creeping. openly. Uh, Awen, Penelope? Bertram, just, you gotta do it, man. We're here. When in Rome, when you're in a painting, Can't when in fresco. Uh, Can't believe it's here. I'll destroy the... Th- I'm just gonna... Oh. 
Penny is not quiet responding. rage. A quiet rage. <laughs> um, uh, all right. And there's no, I mean, there's no inhaling. So I think I'm just like, I'm just putting my face. I'm like swirling my head just around <laughs> the vapors, hoping that something will like make its way into my, I don't know, into my stomach right. or whatever. Roll a D100. 76. Ooh. You see that Penny, her, her eyes keep getting drawn upwards, and all you see above you is this stained glass, beautiful, oval uh, ceiling. You, you see nothing there at first that, that really would cause anybody to be seething with rage as she seems to be doing. And then all of a sudden it, it turns and you see above you, through the stained glass, a planet lit by no sun, all wide turbulent oceans and deep black forests and jagged piercing mountains, a planet that is so far away and yet you see it with perfect rendition and description as if you're right on it. And a low hum sounds in your ear. The planet continues to take up more of the sky. In fact, now the the stained glass ceiling is gone. And you can't look away from it. It, feel, it fills your field of view far beyond what should be possible. And something beneath those black, glittering seas of space at the corner of your eyes seems to slither, hunting, hungering, starving. And you blink, and that feeling is gone, except you can't put away that feeling of watchfulness, always at the corner of your eye. So for the next hour, I'm going to gift you with a plus 10 to what you already have for your perception. Sam. You said, oh yeah, plus into what I already have. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Well, that was good shit, wasn't it? I can't Do you want to just stand here and uh, just read out loud from my, my latest chapter and uh, you can be my beta readers? Oh God, no, I don't think I could handle that right now. Oh, tear him limb from limb. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Ooh, tell me Dear more. And she starts like shoulders. writing down like what you're saying. <laughs> Dear sort of tentacle face here. Oh, tentacle face is okay. Okay. That's new. <laughs> Lady Brandon's now into hentai. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tentacles. Gross tentacles. Fascinating. All right. Um, any, any, well, look, I can tell that you're ready to go. Uh, but I'll be here. It, just through that, and she points like just 20 feet, you know, further beyond. Through that doorway, that's the only way you can really go. And so the only way to go is onward. But if you need to, you can come back and visit. <laughs> I'll have another chapter hopefully written by then. Brand, Brand, Brando. Can I call you Brando? Can I call Lady Bray? Landon. Lady Brandon, Land- but Lady Brandon. Mm-hmm. If you could or give LB. me LB, LB, if you could give me one, <laughs> <laughs> if you could give one piece of advice, being inside the fresco, what would it be? Before we go, 
from a writer to a reader. Ooh. Well, it kind of goes against what I'm doing here, but if you come against anything large, don't try to seduce it. Just draw its attention. Always go forward. Now, now, off with you, off with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey guys, it's me, Kate, your master teacher, and I'm here at the break to say, hey, it's good to see you. I am so glad you're here and that you're listening along with us. We're having a blast making this story, and I hope that you're having just as much of a fun diversion in listening to us. So if you'll notice, we are back-to-back weeks here. You heard us last week, um, and then here we are again. Usually it's every other one. Why we did that is because the night that we recorded this whole session, it was so dang long uh, that it was... It behooved us to split it into two. So here we are, back-to-back weeks. Um, But then the next time you hear us, we'll be back to our every-other-week schedule. So then we'll see you two weeks from now. Anyways, hope you've liked it. Hope you've liked these uh, kind of one after the other as it were. Uh, and uh, really, I'm, I'm only here at the break to, to invite you to join the Omamam fam, to join us on Patreon. Uh, so if you go into the show notes, you'll, you'll find the link to follow. Um, and we'd love to have you join us uh, with just even even a dollar. Really, we just, we'd love to have you as part of our community uh, to join us on the Patreon Discord, to get some cool bonus content, but really just follow us there. Uh, it, it makes a huge difference for this kooky side gig of ours um, as, as we continue to delve into classic literature and join it with uh, Dungeons and Dragons. That said, classic literature. If you have any suggestions for future stories to delve into for our for Omamam, uh, let me know. You can reach out to us on Twitter. Our handle is at Omamam Show. You can email us. Our email is omamamshow at gmail.com. And you can even go onto our website, omamam.com, O-M-A-M-A-M.com. And that way you can uh, see our pictures, read little blurbs about us, see all of the stories that we've done up till now, and talk to us on the website as well. So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love you to join the Omamam fam, and we'll see you in two weeks back to our regularly scheduled recording. All right. Love you guys. That's enough of me. Back to the show, shall we?
And so she points you towards an open gate just ahead. Like that's that's kind of like the hallway ends with an open day, open gate. And so the three of you walking through it, you enter in a room with four gates, all of which are closed except for the one you just entered. Okay, and they are in cardinal directions, you know, if, as if it were north, south, east, and west. There is a gate, and only the one you came through is open. Above each of these gates is a painting depicting that same gate. So it's a little meta. In the center of the room, you see a large statue staring at the painting above the entrance from where you came in. And are, are we saying that's like south? Like behind us is like south? Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the large statue itself, you can tell, is made from bronze. Uh, and it looks just like a long, thin, humanoid figure in mid-stride. No special plating, no special armor, no weapons in its hands. In fact, both hands are just gently resting at its side. No facial features, nothing special that would uh, give you any recognition of any specific race. Uh, but it is just the most striking thing about it is that it is very elongated in, in its form. So if anybody wants to look this up, if you looked up um, Walking Man 1 from 1960 by Alberto Giacometti, uh, then you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Am, am I looking in a mirror? This is... <laughs> Is it just me, or is this one handsome, one handsome sculpture? <laughs> I invite all of you to roll perception for the room. All right. I see everything. <laughs> but still not as good as Penelope. 27. <laughs> Holy hell. 15. 16. I would say, then, in this case, Awen, you kind of kind of circulate the room and you notice, you know, as you circle the statue doesn't move, it stays staring. Um, But you start to kind of in your mind's eye gather what this room is shaped like. And you do kind of clock in your head that the four gates, right, the four openings, they are at cardinal points. And even the small hash marks that are painted into the floor, uh, even just the formation of the room, you start to realize that if you were up high looking down from a bird's eye view, that this would look just like a compass rose. Bertram, uh, since you're you're taken in quite by this this large <laughs> statue that looks uh, eerily a lot like Bertram, mm-hmm. and you note that. On the floor, it's not so solidly attached. That is, it's not attached to the the base that it's on. In fact, it looks like it, it would be quite mobile. Uh, but you cannot really tell what would make it move. And it is stock still, even when you walk right up to it, as if it were one of the uh, royal guards at Buckingham Palace. Mm. Uh, it... it does not move, uh, but you can tell that it is not planted on the ground. So I, uh, I know that it's only facing yeah. at the painting above the gate from which you entered. I, I get the idea that it's able to move, though. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. tell that it's able to move. I, I guess I go over and I close, 
close the door? See what happens? It does not shut. It does not budge. As you pull on that gate, does not move. Doesn't move. Penny, said, Penny uh, looks at Awa and says, don't close that. He wants to find me. He knows where he can get me. I'm not running from him. Yelling past towards the room they were Penny, in. Penny, what are you talking about? What is you going on You didn't see him? Who? If you didn't see him, he didn't want you to see him. That's fine. Because I Penny, saw him. a wisdom saving throw. Penny. <laughs> Wait, me? Yeah. What? Wisdom saving throw, Penny. How the turntables have turned. <laughs> How the turntables. Um, turntables. Three. A three? three. <laughs> As you're yelling this at A1, out of the corner of your eye, it looks for all intents and purposes as if that statue not only moved, but its head formed into that of the Cthulhu. Oh. And it needs to be destroyed right now. Penny swirls around with her rapier out, facing towards it. And it says, we are not safe. He's everywhere. We must destroy him. We'll destroy the statue. And then she immediately um, is going to pull out. Hmm, how is she going to attack this thing? Um, she's going to leap. She's going to act instinctively. She's going to leap up and try to basically jump on its shoulders. And then take the brunt of her sword and try to beat it um, on its little teeny head. Yeah, when I see her try and jump towards this thing, I'm going to uh, tackle her to stop her. Okay. Uh, why don't you roll strength uh, for Bertram? And then I'm going to have. Don't have a roll Kimmy, dex. She's going to roll dexterity saving oh, throw. Damn it. <laughs> That's not going to work for me. I don't know. My rolls have been bad. Ten. A nine. <laughs> Just barely. Oh, hold on. I got I to gotta stop her. What am I going to do? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to do Tides of Chaos. I'm going uh, to gain an advantage on an ability check. That's uh, uh, 17. Okay, you do that. Uh, For a split second there, you don't think you're going to make it in time, but you leap forward and grabbing her around the ankles, you bring her down onto the floor before she can even touch this statue. Penelope, I don't know what you think you're doing. You seem, the drugs have really gotten to you. The drugs, you're on a bad place right now. This thing, we do not want to fight this thing. This is, he's here. Cthulhu is here. We have to stop him. Cthulhu, that thing just looks like one handsome devil to me. <laughs> Does not look like Cthulhu. Yeah. You poor, poor girl. Penny just looks at Bertram horrified and just says, Bertram, I knew you had proclivities. I just didn't think they went to this extent. I get, I get my face right next to her and I'm like, Penelope. Look at me. And my <laughs> eyes are wider than they've ever been. So scary. You went to a bad place, and I've gone to a place where I can see everything. The drugs have really opened my eyes. Trust my eyes. And they're just like so wide and unblinking and very creepy. Trust me. There is no Cthulhu here. Remember what Lady Brandon said. 
If you come across anything large, don't seduce it. I'm going to assume that would mean also don't fight it. She said, just draw its attention. Always go forward. Bertram, nothing you are saying makes me feel confident in your relationship abilities or your romantic abilities. Um, Comparing seduce to fight. But I'm um, saying you jumping at something you think is Cthulhu. You think you're in your right mind. Wait, wait, now listen. Both of y'all are lightweights. All right. You had two little sips of the vapor. And that's, and now y'all whacked out of your minds. Now listen. Some strong oh, shit. Go, go okay? in the corner and cry some more, Awen. Well, you don't I have gotta, a tissue. I have a need tissue to come for and you. personally attack me, Bertram. Jesus Christ, because you're a little bit How shorter than you used to be. being a lightweight in this circumstance a, a bad thing? Just no, bragging just listen, how good just it is. Just me and I did not grow up taking drugs like you did. Right, just listen. Would you listen, both of you? You loud okay, mouths. Sorry. Now listen. <laughs> when you're high out of I'm, your I'm mind. Still, I'm, still on, I'm still holding Penelope down, by the way. <laughs> I'm not letting her get up. When you're when you get a little too high, and things get a little wild, you gotta learn to accept, surrender, and ride the wave. All right, did you hear? Say it back to me. Accept. Except. Kill Cthulhu. <laughs> and ride the wave, not kill Cthulhu. You want to let him live? But Penny, wait. There's no Cthulhu. I know you think there's a conspiracy and everyone's coming to get you. Just listen. There's no there's no Cthulhu. All right. Penny looks over her shoulder at the Giacomati statue. What does she see? Roll a wisdom saving throw, but this time with advantage. Ooh. Uh, 14. Every inch of you is expecting that when you look back over there, you're going to see that monster once again. But you see just. A skinny dude statue. Hmm. What do you see, Penny, Penelope? Penelope is still very angry. She's like, hmm. You're always angry. <laughs> That's my secret. <laughs> I'm always secret. angry. Exactly. Um, Penny is like, hmm. He's hiding. <laughs> Seriously, he's like, if this were inside out, I'd have anger, anxiety, and depression in here. <laughs> Penny stops flailing quite as hard and says, and just goes, hmm, well, I'll calm down for now, but I will not fall for his tricks. Just remember, Penny, we got your back. All right, me and Bertram, we're here for you. We're homies. All right, that's what we do. Mm. We went with Frankenstein. Remember back day in the day when we hung out with Frankenstein and we took his ass down? Yes. But yeah. then we found out that, you know, all the crazy shit that went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I found out that he's my father. What the fuck are you talking about, Bertram? Father? Wait, are you high? How high Wait, are you? Did I, did I say the... Wow, these, they're, you're right. These, are, these drugs are really affecting did me. Did I say that out loud or did I just wait, think wait, that? Wait. Bertram, what are you talking about? Um, are you really a Penelope? I think I saw Cthulhu over there. Behind <laughs> don't the try to Cthulhu your way out of this one. That seemed real. That seemed real. Are you serious? So, as as like you guys are continuing this, you know, and the height of your voices and the intrigue and curiosity of 
the content of everything you're talking about. Um, you guys are, you know, no longer in line. Like you, you kind of, as you were sprinting and tackling, uh, as, as you were sprinting and tackling Penny, you guys are now off to the side and, and standing kind of in between the Southern door and the Western door. And so as the volume and the intrigue of your discussion picks up, the statue swivels its head and tilts curiously and then also reorients itself so it's looking at you. And as soon as its gaze goes away from that gate, the one you just came through closes up. And now you're in a room with four closed gates. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello! Contact Day is in but a few short months, which means it is time to begin preparations for the Bi-Decennial Festival. This year, we are celebrating every single one of you living in my beloved Windfall It is not our business to question the Queen's will. It is not our business to do anything but follow it. It is you and your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we seek for. Do you have any idea what's going on with us? It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a success this year. Are you ready to speak kindly with me now, child? I have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books, and that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring self. Windfall, a dystopian science fiction podcast from Rogue Dialogue.